0: Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with tenor.com. Today is Friday, November 10th, 2017. This is episode 142. An inexpensive, effective way to teach music reading. Part 2. I was hoping to do this podcast episode on the same day as part one. Unfortunately, I had a very long teaching day and my voice was extremely fatigued. Hence, part two is now today, Friday, November 10th. In my last episode, I discussed music reading in an unconventional way, in which students were actually cheating by writing down the notes in order to learn how to read them. This particular method of instruction is much, much different than the first one because you have to be able to detect it with your students. You have to be a good enough teacher to realize that students are making this mistake. Because many of them will not realize that they are doing this as they're reading their music and will not be able to identify it as being a problem. I say this because if students don't know how to read music, they can absolutely tell you, I don't know how to read the notes that's not hard that's easy might be embarrassing but it's it's not hard but this particular issue is much much deeper and it's something I realized over the years of teaching students particularly young students but it really can apply to people of any age this music reading issue assumes that the student knows how to read all of their notation. And what I mean by all of their notation, all of the rhythms and all the names of the notes. And along with that, they also know the appropriate fingerings or anything else they have to do on their instruments to play the actual notes. So we're going to assume that your children can do all of this Have you ever had that student who knows all this information and you ask them to read all the names of the notes perhaps you're doing Mary had a little lamb merrily we roll along and let's assume that we're going to do it in concert B flat we'll take the clarinet part so E, D, C, D, E, 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 and I apologize if I'm not in the right key right now. D, 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 E, G, G. What we'll also do is we're going to assume that the music that you're reading after the seventh note has a quarter rest, after the next three notes has a quarter rest, and then the egg measure, E, G, G, also has a quarter rest at the end. So E D C D E E E all quarter notes followed by a quarter rest D D D quarter rest E G G quarter rest. Now you ask the st- and the students in the class to read all the names of the notes. Ask them to read them all at the same time. You give them a tempo. They read the notes out loud. Perhaps you ask them to finger their notes as they're playing. That's something I always like to do just so they're multitasking and ultimately helping themselves in the long run. Okay, so now they have done all of this successfully. They are now ready to play the song on their instruments. They're all set, ready to play the song, and here's what happens. One, two, ready, and play. E, D, C, D, E, 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 D, 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 random note E, random note G, G. And you hear that from one or two students. And you're saying to yourself, I don't understand. They know how to read quarter notes. We just did an exercise maybe where we clapped quarter notes, and they knew that perfectly we know how to read music because they know the names of all their notes. Why are they struggling? What's going on here? So maybe the thought may occur to you, well, maybe we could do one measure at a time and then do two measures. Listen, that's going to work. And that's effective. But it's actually not solving the problem that child has. And here's what the issue is. The student is not reading their music like they would be reading a sentence with words. They're not looking ahead. And you can do this in a joking type of manner. I like to say to students, when you're about to cross the street, make sure to do what? And there it will tell you of course make sure to look both ways look to the left to the right to the left to the right again to the left again and then you cross the street based on the information that you have and i say to students to not read the music correctly and what i'll do maybe is i'll grab my clarinet and i'll play e d c d e e e rest and then i mess up on the next note and i'll just say splat you just got run over by a bus (laughs) or whatever the case may be and they'll understand a little bit better that they're not looking ahead but we still haven't solved the problem so here's the best way to do it that will make them laugh and will make them understand and appreciate the problem. If you're working out of a lesson book, this is the easiest way to do it. But if not, you can take any book anywhere in your classroom. Let's just say it's a lesson book. But throughout these lesson books, there are always different types of uh, blurbs that are in there facts about composers. Uh, there may be sentences written on how a half note is played, whatever the case may be. And we know that oftentimes we just teach things on our own and we don't read the exact sentence from the book. Some teachers do, a lot don't. Or you could even go to the introduction of the book. This book provides blah, 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 blah. And they talk about all these amazing things on the first few pages of the book. And a lot of times we're so busy with other things at the beginning of the year, we never read that information. Nobody ever reads it. So you find a sentence, and find sentences that are not really that difficult, and say to the student, read that sentence for me. And without fail, as long as it doesn't have some crazy big word in it, they'll have no problem reading it. As a matter of fact, they'll probably read it quite well. Perhaps their accents on certain words the emphasis in some spots and their cadence might be off a little bit, and they may not have completely comprehended everything they said, but they're probably able to read it pretty well. Average 4th, 5th, or 6th grader. So then you could say to them, read another sentence. You could say to read the same sentence again. Then what you say, ask the classes: do any of you have any younger brothers or sisters or cousins or anyone that you know that might be around like five or six years old and knows how to read and you will almost always have a hand or two or all that will go up and you say it could be that student or it could be someone else take this sentence and now read it again and read it like a five or a six-year-old And kids are amazing. They can always do it exactly the way that the five or six-year-old would. Reading the sentence painfully slow. And if they don't read it slow enough, you can even stop them and say, no, 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 you know it really goes like this. And then you can read it at very, very painfully slow. And then you can even throw in when that word comes along, like the word gigantic and the child the, the 6 year old gets to the word and they rate they say gig gig jig and and then and then the teacher says gigantic and they'll laugh because they've been in that situation so many times before where the teacher has to jump in and the teacher will say gigantic and then they say gigantic so it it associates things and makes them understand the music portion in relation to what they had learned in their reading or language arts type class maybe even as recent as that day where somebody may have struggled with a word what you say to the students is i'm not saying this to offend you cuz it's important to say that but right now you some of you are reading your music as if you were in kindergarten or first grade. And the problem is that kindergarten and first graders, they may not know the words and that's what is tripping them up. That's not the case with you. You are really smart and you know the names of your notes and you know what quarter notes are, but you're not looking ahead. Looking ahead in music is a critical flaw by many students and if it's not corrected early on they will always struggle with it. This is often inaccurately diagnosed by many music teachers. I worked a long time with a music teacher who was so impatient and did not diagnose things correctly so frequently that he would hear a student play a student who was fully able and had no problem reading music at all in terms of the letter names and the notes but the second the student would read the music for that teacher aside from possibly being nervous The student would struggle, they would fail, and the teacher would inevitably say, this person doesn't know how to read music. Not true. Well, I should say not always true. But a lot of times it was not true at all. The student simply was unable to read the music by looking ahead, looking ahead. And then you can go one step further and say, people that are in their second year of playing, can read a full measure ahead. People that are in middle school can read several measures ahead and professionals can read even more than that. To the point that a lot of professionals can play things from memory or very close there too. I think that this is definitely Information which is going to be very eye opening, especially for younger teachers, because there are so many different articles I hear and see on so many things, and this is not one of them. This is not one that's discussed many times, and I think it's something that teachers need to be aware of. And I think the other thing that's really important, just about note reading in general, don't ever assume that students who have a very high IQ always have a high music IQ or a high note reading IQ. I have had many students who are brilliant straight A students struggle mightily with components from part one and part two of these podcasts. On the flip side, I've had students who have had major issues with their academic development and their processing yet they do extremely well with music so always remember those two little bits of information as well I hope this particular episode is one that's going to open your mind and you're going to have an aha moment, that's the reason I do these, as always if you can share my podcasts it's the greatest compliment of all I wish you well with teaching your young students how to read music.